Welcome to Investor Talk Radio, hosted by Kurt Davis. During the show, Kurt will share tips and strategies as well as guest interviews on how you can become a successful real estate investor. Kurt Davis was a former chef for 11 years until one day had the opportunity to take a leap of faith, left cooking, and became a full-time real estate investor. Kurt has been building his personal portfolio of rental property and at the same time has helped over 500 investors around the globe purchase cash-flowing rental properties. He is a licensed realtor who has achieved multi-million dollar club status, and he is also very active in the local real estate investment club. And now, here is your host, Kurt Davis. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Investor Talk Radio. I'm your host and founder, Kurt Davis. And today, we are just going to kind of dive right into a very very popular, hard-hitting topic. And really the topic we're going to talk about today is what are the exit strategies for investors who are buying turnkey investment properties long distance? Um, lately on Bigger Pockets website, this has been a very popular topic of discussion. Uh, you know, you're always going to have seasoned investors who are against this type of business. Uh, regardless, though, the turnkey business model serves as an important role for investors who are out of state looking to buy long distance. Most of the investors who do buy from a turnkey provider, you know, they've got full-time careers and don't really have the time to do this on their own. Hence, that's why they are seeking out turnkey providers. For a lot of investors, if they had to do this on their own, it would potentially mentally paralyze them into not doing anything. Uh, you know, so. They are not investing in their own market because the prices are far too expensive and the numbers don't work. You know, a lot of investors who are buying uh, from turnkey companies come from a lot of places such as uh, California, the Pacific Northwest. Uh, those are some popular markets. You know, there are several markets around the country that are popular for turnkey business models. Most of them are in the Midwest and the southern areas of the country. Uh, Houston, Dallas, Kansas City, Ohio, Memphis, Birmingham, Atlanta, and Chicago are just really to name a handful of the markets uh, that have been doing primarily. You see a lot of turnkey companies come out of those places. And, you know, I tell any investor that you need to do your own homework on the markets and the companies you're considering doing business with. You know, ask for referrals. Check them out online. Uh, you know, whatever it takes for you to feel comfortable with that company. You should also know that when you are going to consider the turn, you know, buying from a turnkey company, this is a long-term plan. You know, this, this is for investors who are really looking for buy and hold long-term. You should plan to keep them for a minimum of 10 years. At least that's what I think. Uh... If you are buying turnkey, you should already know this going in uh, if you've been kind of doing your homework on the turnkey model. You know, I personally own 20 rental properties here in Memphis, and for me, these are my retirement plan. You know, I don't have a 401k, any type of pension, or any other retirement plan. The, the rental properties for me are my retirement plan. And uh, as I get older, which uh, retirement age for me is a long, long way off, just so you know. So what are some of the reasons that people decide to sell their turnkey property? Well, I wanted to maybe talk about a few. Now, I understand I'm only going to touch on a few of these topics, but, you know, there may be more. Uh, feel free to shoot me a message if uh, you want to talk about some more. But, you know, one of the reasons people decide they want to sell is because they're having a bad experience. 
Uh, maybe they're experiencing a lot of maintenance or potential theft, vacancy. Uh, if this is something that continues to happen for an investor on an ongoing uh, monthly reoccurrence or long term, uh, it's understandable why they would want to sell. Uh, we have seen things like this primarily happen in homes in the sub sixty thousand or less price range on average. And you know, for investors out there who are investing in sixty thousand dollar or less uh, properties, you know, my personal opinion is is they're not going. These are not retail type markets. I mean, these are primarily going to be investor markets that are going to have a high population of rental properties. And if you know that going in and you know what the risks are, uh, you know, it shouldn't come as a shock if if these things do happen. Um, Another reason people might want to sell is they might want to move on to larger investments. Uh, You know, you, you don't have to sell, but would like to do other things. So we have encountered investors in the past who want to sell a handful of their single-family homes so that they can move into a larger multifamily project or some type of commercial strip center, you know. And if you're, in a, if you're in this position where you don't have to sell but you'd like to, I mean, that's a pretty good position to be in because things are going well. Um, another reason people might want to sell is they might have some sort of personal or family emergency. And, you know, we have seen this uh you know, this has kind of been one of the the, mo- the main reasons we see people who are wanting to sell. Um, you know, they might not be in a position that they want to be in for for whatever reason. It could be a health, could be whatever the scenario is. But uh, that's one particular reason that we've seen lately. Uh, and you know, one of the kind of last ones I touch on here is you know maybe in all reality, just owning rental properties is just not for them. And there have been people like that. You know, they thought that they were going to expect one type of experience and after owning the property for a couple of years it's just something that they don't really want to deal with anymore it's not that they're having a bad experience it's just not what they expected so from investors having a bad experience wanting to move on to larger investments personal or family emergency or just it's not for them those are kind of some of the ones that we have seen over the years so you know most people we find don't want to sell when things are going well. Most of them want to sell when things are not going well, which is, again, understandable. Uh, Sometimes, though, you have to kind of ride it out. Out of the 20 uh, Memphis properties that I own, I've had my own ups and downs, and I've had times where I've actually contemplated wanting to sell a few, but, uh, again, I know that these are my retirement plan, and I've just kind of had to deal with it. Thankfully, you know, I do have good property management and uh, things like that where they have helped me. You know, you you would think that... uh, you know, I kind of run my personal rental properties very, very similar to like a lot of other turnkey investors do. I don't, of the 20 houses I have, I think I self-manage two of them. And, and to be completely honest with you, I think I think managing two of them myself is too, too many. Uh, I don't even like doing that. Uh, I have I have very good property management in place, and though they are not perfect, they do a very good job with communication, letting me know what needs to be done in my houses when tenants call in, uh, getting me estimates, things like that. So uh, my experience is I run my business similar to how our clients are. I use property management. So wanted to kind of start touching base here on some of the actual exit strategies that investors could consider if selling was something that they had to look at. Uh, one way 
if you wanted to sell your turnkey properties, you could sell it on the retail market to homeowners. Obviously, it's not rented out at this point. So your home needs to be in at or above market quality condition if you are looking to get a good price. Uh, you also really need to have a good agent. Um, you know, I kind of got a story where uh, our one of our one of the girls that works in our closing attorney's office. Now I'm a licensed realtor, and she asked me if I wanted to help sell her home. Now her house bordered just one block north of. If you're on the north side, you're starting to move into a nicer uh, retail kind of market. And if you were one block south of the main road, uh, you were kind of more in an investor market. So. Uh, I met with her. Long story short, we listed her house, and within three days, we had a almost full price offer. Her house is in excellent condition. We sold it. Now, about a month ago, the na- her old neighbors that live next door to her house asked me to be their listing agent. Uh, they actually, the house is actually on the market with another local agent, and it's been on the market for four months. And they were really not getting the activity or results that they had planned on, but they knew that I helped. Uh, this lady sell her house, so they contacted me. And, you know, one of the things I had to do for them was I had to take very good photos. That's something that the other agent did not do. I enhanced them to, you know, make them look a little more attractive online. I even had to go to the extent of doing some light staging to the house because, like I said, it was vacant, and this house was very, very outdated. I mean, this house, in all reality, if we were buying it to renovate it, we'd probably have to spend 20 some grand just to bring it up to what would be kind of our market standard, but these people did not want to do anything to the house. So I decorated the kitchens and bathrooms and, you know, stuck a big picture over the fireplace and things like that. And uh, we actually started getting a lot of showings right away. And we actually had an accepted contract on the house in the first 10 days as as to prior, it was on the market for four months and they did not get an offer. So making sure that you have a good agent is very critical if you're going to list retail. some neighborhoods will have a harder time bringing a retail buyer, and I think this will be difficult for homes, say, in the under $80,000 range. For me, what I've seen is kind of $80,000 is kind of a, a threshold point, depending on where you're at, especially in our market. Um, you know, it just depends on where you're at. Um, a, a negative to selling on the retail market, though, is, is that your home has to stay vacant, so you are continuing to pay that mortgage with no rental income. So... Selling retail is an option. Uh, it may or may not be the right option for you, but that's one of them. Uh, the second one is is you could list the home on the MLS as a rented out cash flowing property. I've actually done this several times for investors. Uh, sometimes we have, sometimes we've received close to full price offers, and sometimes we've received offers ten to fifteen thousand dollars lower. Uh, this scenario you can only sell to investors usually because you know you're still receiving the monthly cash flow and it's occupied plus uh, I believe the the Tennessee landlord law code whatever states that if there's a lease in place the new buyer actually has to honor that lease until until it expires so um, you know selling it as a rented out cash flowing property on the MLS is one option um, another option that you could consider is, Selling the home back to or through a turnkey provider, um, and you know this is a there's a lot of talk about this one particular, but you know just some of the thoughts I have is, is that the turnkey provider is most likely going to require some type of fee, which may or may not be higher than what you 
might agree to or even could afford. Uh, many turnkey companies do business with affiliate marketing companies who bring them buyers in exchange for a fee. So sometimes those fees are sizable if the turnkey properties, if the turnkey provider says, you know, I can't help you, but the fee is X, and X seems way too high for you. So it's most likely that they are factoring in that it might be the affiliate who is going to bring a buyer. Uh, I know that in our in our turnkey business, you know, we do have affiliates who bring us buyers and we do have to pay them a, a nice fee for that. So um, you might want to consider negotiating that if, say to the turnkey provider, that if the home sells to a buyer who's not from an affiliate company, then maybe they could consider a lower fee. Um, you might get better help for, and support from the turnkey company that you purchased it from initially. So, you know, I would say try to go back to the company who you purchased it for, purchased it from first. If they are not able to help you, see if there's other turnkey companies in the area that might be able to assist you. Uh, and you know, just kind of remember for the turnkey company that uh, you know this is a business, and though you you have purchased a few years ago, in most cases. Uh, they still have to make a profit if you ask them to help sell. So it's kind of a sticky situation because, you know, buying turnkey, it's really for the long haul. But if somebody has to sell in a short amount of time and, and they want to come back to you, the turnkey provider, um, you know, people need to understand that we do want to help. We just need to figure out how we are going to be able to help you, which is going to be the best avenue for you. Um Another another option or a way to sell this home is offer it as a either rent to own or an owner financing it to a potential tenant. Uh, you know, you first need to understand kind of how this type of scenario could work out for you because it's a little bit more of a creative scenario. And I'll actually give you an example because uh, my you know my wife and I it, it wasn't our rental property; it was actually our primary residence we were living in, and I put it on the market to try and sell. And I don't know if it was just the time of year or what, but we were having very difficult time trying to sell our house. We were not really getting any offers. Uh, there was a lot of equity spread, and it was in a fantastic neighborhood. I mean, today our kids still wish we lived in our old house so they could play in the in the in the secret room that we had in the house that they loved. So um, basically it was a scenario where we were moving into a different part of town and we were actually moving out of the house. So now I was on the hook for two big mortgages, which that's not fun. Uh, but what happened was, is we had some owner, uh, an actual agent came to me and they had some clients and uh, wanted to know if I'd consider owner financing. And uh, everything on paper told me not to take them, but I met with them, got to talk to them about their scenario uh, we actually worked up some terms and agreed. So basically what happened is is they, we put a three-year term in place. They've moved in. They're responsible for all maintenance. They're basically responsible for everything for the house. They have to pay me on a yearly. Uh, every year they have to pay an additional amount towards their down payment, which I'm collecting. So um, it has actually worked out to be a positive experience for me because you know, I'm owner financing it to them. They're not in a position to buy just yet through the bank financing, but I did not have a buyer, so I'm helping them. They're helping me. It's actually have created a win-win scenario. So even though that was on my retail, it's a very similar scenario for what an investor could do is they could owner finance it very similar to like I did mine to the potential tenant. Now you have to make sure that, you're, that you've got a tenant who's willing to do owner financing first off. Plus you also have to decide do you still want to keep the house? I mean, if your goal is to truly get away from the house and you want the title out of your name and you want someone to actually buy it, 
maybe owner financing is not for you, but if you're actually, uh, if it's kind of a last resort and you're willing to still own it, but just basically rent to own, owner finance it, it might be an option for you. Uh, another solution is is you can market the home through an affiliate marketing company. You know, and I kind of touched on that before. So rather than say come to a turnkey company like us, where it could be a high probability that it might be a affiliate marketing company that might sell it for us, you can actually approach the affiliate marketing company on your own and see if you can do it. And that might save you some money right there. You know, one thing that you have to kind of keep in mind, though, is that uh, the affiliate marketing company may or may not agree to do business with you and, and sell it because it's not through a turnkey provider. A lot of these affiliate companies primarily only do business with turnkey companies because of the service that the turnkey provider provides for their clients. And that's that is kind of important for them. But it's not to say that if you didn't have a nice home that may be already managed and tenanted they might consider that and you know the other thing that you have to think of is is can you afford to pay them their marketing fee that they're going to require so you know just some things to kind of think about Um, one of the last things you know I'll kind of bring up as far as an an avenue for trying to sell is you can self-market the home via online like social media you can you can advertise your home on bigger pockets you can list it as for sale by owner you can even put it on craigslist you know if you find a potential buyer on your own they might want to know why you are selling the home so depending on your reasoning for selling you might determine if that buyer wants to continue to show any interest you know if things are going horrible for you and there's lots of vacancy and repairs and vandalism and it's you know you, you feel you've got bad property management you know how are you going to tell that prospective buyer all those issues um, if you're selling for, say, a personal or financial reason and things are going fine with the home, though, uh, they'll most likely still be interested in the house. So it really just kind of depends on what's going on with your scenario uh, might potentially determine how easy it is for you to get rid of it. Um, also be prepared to get a lot of interest from agents sending you postcards. If you list it on, say, for example, forsalebyowner.com, uh, they're going to basically try to get you to hire them as a listing agent. Uh, if you put it on Craigslist, you know it potentially might bring a lot of wholesalers who want to try to put your house under contract with no actual intention of buying it, but only wanting to either flip or assign it to a possible end buyer. Now, this could be good or bad for you. It just depends. Like I said, you know these people are these people are kind of motivated to try to sell your house. It really just depends. You need to understand though that they're really not going to buy it. They are just trying to flip it for a quick assignment fee. So. You know, kind of in closing here, I wanted to kind of wrap this up a little bit. You know, we've talked about some of the reasons why people may want to sell. I've kind of gone over some examples of how people might be able to approach selling their house several different ways. Some may work for you, some may not. But, you know, turnkey, you know, in closing, turnkey companies, especially the ones who do management, uh, you know, they want you to have a good experience. You know, they want you to win. If things are going well, you know, you might buy again and you may even refer someone to buy from them. So companies with this type of business model are not just looking for a quick sale and then say, you know, see you later, good luck. You know, for us, you know, we're trying to create long-term relationships. You know, this is why people buy from a turnkey company. It is, you know, for the whole package, the relationship. You know, you know, right now we have a long-term client of ours that we've done business with for the last, I want to say, three, four, five years. 
and they're kind of going through a little bit of a rough patch right now with one or two of their properties. So do you think it would be worse if this client was dealing with all of these issues on their own without a team and a support system behind them? Or do you think that having a team like us in place to help them through the process, try to overcome these hurdles, get things done at a lesser cost, uh, do you think that has played any type of impact on their experience, even though things aren't going great, have we been able to help make it a little bit better for them? You know, I don't know. We would have to ask the client that, but I would like to think the answer would be yes. So, you know, I kind of hope this podcast has been maybe a little helpful for investors who are considering buying a turnkey property, you know, through a turnkey provider. You know, there's a lot of seasoned investors out there who do this on their own. They don't need a turnkey company. They've got relationships, contacts, Uh, to do this on their own, but most likely they are a professional and they're full-time in real estate for the most part. Uh, The people who are looking for turnkey, again, like I said before, they are, they've got full-time careers. Uh, They don't have the time to do this on their own. Uh, And that's one of the reasons and benefits of a turnkey company. I think, you know, the biggest thing is, is just making sure that, you know, you select the market that interests you. But more importantly, once you do identify that market, make sure that you're working with the right turnkey provider. It's absolutely critical. Uh, you know, your turnkey provider should uh, have a, you know, if they own the management company or if they're, you know, outsourcing to a management company, it should be a licensed management company. Uh, if it's not a licensed management company, that's something that you should ask. And if they're not, I would look for other management. So, Uh, Make sure you're just doing business with people who do have a good reputation. Do your homework. Do your due diligence. Ask around. See what you can find out. Uh, Turnkey providers like us, none of us are perfect, but, you know, we we strive to try to help clients have a good experience. Uh, And sometimes it doesn't go like that, but, you know, all we can do is continue to help the client. So, if you have any more questions, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at... CRT Davis, D A V I S, at gmail.com. Or if you want to give me a call sometime, heck, give me a call. Area code 605 7929. I'd love to hear from any of you out there. If you got any suggestions for other podcasts I could do, I'd be more than happy to put them together. So hope this one has uh, been a little beneficial for you. So until the next time, we'll see you later. This show was produced by Kurt Davis and KurtDavisOnline.com. All rights reserved. To reach Kurt Davis, you can find him on the web at www.KurtDavisOnline.com or email him at Kurt at KurtDavisOnline.com. Everything you heard on this show should not be taken as personal or professional advice. You should conduct your own due diligence. Opinions or comments of our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of Kurt Davis or KurtDavisOnline.com. 